You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Hello, Mike <laughs> Hi, Joe's. There's a joke behind that, folks. So I said it right before we got to recording. The here. joke said it. Yeah, I guess so. You could say that. Uh, so, yeah, your phone is playing something <laughs> over there. Uh, so I actually said, all right, Mike, are you ready? And he busted out laughing. So I had to say it when we started recording here. Um, all right, Mike, you're not going to believe this, but, uh, we are at the end of March. Yes, We're we recording are. on Saturday. And are you ready for this, sir? Tomorrow's the first day of spring, Sunday, the 21st, 20th, 20th, 20th will be the first day of spring. Yes. And uh, I don't know about you, but uh, last week kind of got me into into that feeling of yes. wanting the spring. Because uh, I got to tell you, I am uh, pretty excited about spring. Uh, and talking about spring, we have all kinds of fun stuff coming up. Um, you know, I have to say that uh, we have um, coming up uh, the OSU Morrow County Extension Office at Perry Cook. Library in Johnsville is hosting a gardening class, and that's on March 30th at 2 p.m. And uh, it looks like it's going to be a pretty fun event. It's about an hour long, and it says this month's gardening topic is seed starting. Learn uh, seed starting basics and growing tips from uh, Carrie Jagger. Uh, We will discuss how and when to start your vegetable and flower garden seeds. Share tips on inexpensive containers to use for seeding. Now, I got to tell you, I did get a chance to talk to her at the um, chamber uh, reverse raffle. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got to get a hold of her because we need to get her on. Well, uh, it sounds like this is going to be kind of a seedy event. Oh, my gosh. At least you didn't say shady. Because, you know, anyway... Moving on, moving right along. Slim chance, I would say, shady. <laughs> uh, Cardinal Center uh, is having, um, I'm sorry, that's the wrong thing there. Uh, Trivia Night is back at Bunker's Mill uh, the first and third Wednesday at 6 p.m. And uh, they had Trivia Night this week, and a certain somebody in here <laughs> went to it by accident because uh, we were having a meeting to talk about uh, something that's coming up for us. And um, we are <laughs> we are going to be uh, moderating moderating yes the candidates night for the Morrow County election coming up on March thirty first. So uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. But on April fifth, here we have sip and knit chunky knit bunny class. Okay, I know you're looking at me funny, Mike, but trust me when I tell you, uh, go to our Facebook page. And uh, take a look at that event. It starts on April 5th. It's a Tuesday. It starts at 6 6 p.m. at Bunker's Mill Winery. Um, It's going to be... It actually looks cool. Look at these little pictures. Do you see those? Oh, yeah. Hold up to the microphone. Hey, can you guys see this too? Mm -hmm. Uh, As I pull the the Roadcaster Pro off of the table here. Um, So we also have, the on April 9th, the Book Bus Smoothies and Plants. And that's going to be at the Groovy Plants Ranch out there in Fargo, Maringo, that 
area right out there by 71, just south of 71. Um, that's going to start at 930. Looks like a, a pretty good time there. And um, let's see here. We also, Mike, mm-hmm. have the annual scholarship auction that's coming up on April 7th at 6 p.m., uh, and that's going to be held over in Caledonia, but it is the, yeah, Morrow County Women uh, Scholarship Auction and Dinner. It's on April 7th, starts at 6 p.m., and it's at the Salem United, uh, I'm sorry, I did the same thing you did last week, said Salem Marian Salem Methodist Church. Yeah. Uh, and uh, RSVP to Connie McChesney at 419-210-0925 by March 31st. March 31st is coming up quickly. Uh, step up to the plate and take a swing for scholarships is their theme. Uh, the 45th birthday party looks like for the Ohio Genealogy um, Society, the Morrow County chapter. Looks like they're celebrating their 45th uh, anniversary, I guess. Not yes. really a birthday party, but an anniversary. And then uh, getting closer to now is seed starting for your 2022 garden. And this is yet another one. Uh, Everybody's out there uh, getting ready for this. This is also put on by the Ohio State University Extension Office. Carrie Jagger will be out again teaching. Uh, This time it is going to be um, at the Ohio State University Extension Office in Mount Gilead. Um, It's just south of the fairgrounds in the Ag Credit Building. Uh, you can see it as you're headed on uh, 42 South uh, going out there. And don't forget, you still have, I think you still have some time to sign up for 4-H, although time is quickly draining away on that for sure. And then, Mike, uh, yoga at the ranch. I know you're into yogurt, yoga, yogi. Um, hey, boo-boo. So uh, yoga at uh, <laughs> the Groovy Plants Ranch. Um, it's on certain Sundays here. So the next one is going to be Sunday, April 3rd at 9 a.m. And that's down at the Marengo Fargo area and starts at nine. Um, I'm not into yoga. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. I I don't think I can do yoga. I've tried. I just, it's yeah, not my thing. I know it's not mine. (laughs) Have you, have you tried yoga? I have not. I have not tried. No. Well, I can tell you I've tried. uh, No, I like vanilla yoga on uh, nine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on uh april 9th it's a saturday at 9 30 a.m why don't you uh not you mike but uh you the listeners take your kids grandkids down to the bennington Glen uh, uh nursing home down there in uh moringo at the uh, 95 or i'm sorry 61 71 exit just before you get there they're having a um community easter egg hunt uh, and it says coloring contest starts at 9.30. The egg hunt starts at 10. And that is for pre-kindergarten to third grade. And the Easter Bunny will also be there. And everything will be very egg-citing. Excellent line. Wow. We both. <laughs> <laughs> we excel at this, don't we? Oh, uh, we are terrible at this. Right we are. Um, and then we've got a couple uh, couple of shows coming up here. we got a musical coming up. Northmore High School is doing Susical the Musical. Um, so anything um, that you would want to know about how uh, Dr. Seuss's books would come to life with music and dance and all that fun stuff. Horton hears an elephant, an elephant, um, Horton the elephant, I'm sorry, the cat in the hat, Gertrude McFuzz, 
Um, you're going to go to the jungle in Newell. You're going to be in Whoville. Uh, anyway, show up to Northmore High School on Friday, March 25th, Saturday, March 26th at 7 p.m. Doors will open at 6.30 p.m. And on Sunday, the 27th at 2 p.m., doors open at 1.30 p.m. Tickets are $7 each, and you can pay for them at the door. Again, that's at Northmore High School. Uh, go out and uh, you know support your local uh, schools with their theater programs. Um, and not just support your local schools, but also, why not make a weekend of it? Because it looks like it's going to be cold next weekend. So on uh, the same, uh, almost the same identical times there, Actually, it is the same identical times. Show up to the Capitol Theater in Mount Gilead for Mar Little Theater's presentation of the Sweet Delilah Swim Club uh, with uh, special guests. Um, special guests. Some of the famous people around town that everybody knows. Aaron Kelty. Uh, I just went blank. You, you can bank on her being she, there. Well, actually, you can't. You know, she's a realtor now. Oh. Yes. Yes. Oh, why don't people tell me these things? Well, now you know. Yes. Uh, we have Jamie Zeger. Mm-hmm. We have Deb Kanichli. We have, um, I just went blank again, uh, Grace Walker. And there's one, oh, Bethany Barton from Massage Aria. She's also in there. Uh, and that's going to be at 7 and 7 on the 25th and 26th at the Capitol Theater. And then 2.30 on Sunday, the 27th at the Capitol Theater in Mount Gilead. Now, the fun thing that Mike and I want to share, if you are interested, and you should be interested, uh, Mike, I don't know about you, but I honestly believe that if you don't vote, you honestly do not deserve an opportunity to complain. I agree. If you if you don't take into... Um, into you know take control of your of your right as being an american citizen the you know to go and vote then i don't want to hear you complain exactly uh so mike and i are going to be uh moderating the um candidates night or candidates forum meet the uh, morrow county candidates forum and it's going to be at the cardington lincoln i'm sorry the american legion post in cardington uh on the 31st at 6.30 p.m., uh, you should know that the deadline to ask any questions is the 24th of March, which is next Thursday. So when you hear this, it will be this Thursday, the 24th. You can uh, go to our webpage or our Facebook page, the Marology Podcast. There is a link you will see that we have shared uh, a page, and it is the Morrow County Candidates Forum. If you go to that Google Doc, you can ask questions. There have been several questions already submitted, Mike. I've gotten to preview those. Uh, We are going to try our hardest to record that and put that out as a special here for all of you uh, to listen to if you can't make it that night. There will not be any questions asked in person that night. However, you can write your question down, and then Mike and I will ask it. Uh, This will be a night of... um, Good, hopefully, good communication uh, and good questions that are, are to you know really drive in. You know who who is the right person that you feel to to fill the job, and we have uh, John Mason facing off against incumbent Tom Whiston, and Tom has been commissioner for I don't know what three terms, a while. <laughs> yeah, uh, former mayor of Mount Gilead. Um, 
John Mason is a school treasurer for Highland and Cardington. Uh, and, you know, some information just came down that he actually, uh, there was a ruling recently that they asked for some clarification because uh, his intention was to stay on as a school treasurer, right. at least for one district, and High- Highland would have been that district. However, um, he is not permitted to do that. He can't hold both offices at right. the same time. So he has actually made the public statement that he will give up being a school treasurer if he is elected to a commissioner's seat. Um, and then we also have Connie McChesney facing off against incumbent uh, Pat Davies. And uh, Pat's been in for a while. And I think she was she the economic director for the county for a while. Uh, um, right before, um, I can't think of his name now. The guy who's in there now. Um, I, for some reason, I want to say she was the economic director. Uh, like maybe when the position was first opened. You might re- you might be correct on that, um, but anyway, so it's going to be a good time. There will also be um, some issues on the ballot. Uh, the Developmental Disabilities Board uh, will have people there. The county chairs for both the Republican Central Committee and the Democratic um, Central Committee chairs will be there. They're going to talk about their. Uh, groups and how you can join or um, if you have any questions, comments, concerns about that. Uh, there will also be, I want to say there's another, there's something else there. Um, but there's a small group of people putting this together. And you really, the I know that it is easy to say, Mike, that sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, you know, somebody's, you know, they're gunning to, you know, get to somebody. I don't believe that it's. They're it's just trying group. to get the information out they there. Want, yeah. Give people an opportunity to. Ask the questions they have before they go vote. Yeah, I mean, you should definitely take the time and find out for sure if that is the right candidate for you. Uh, are, you know, are they really going to be supportive of? Are you going to be supportive of them when they make their decisions in office? You know, that is it's it's very important, and we found out that uh, you know local politics can be just as important as national politics. Sometimes more important. It just really, really depends. Um, Mike, when you came to the house here, did you notice if uh, Headwaters was busy? I came from the other direction, so oh, I did didn't you? go okay. by there. Yes. So Headwaters, I went up there today, and they were packed. Oh, were they? Yes. So they had, um, I think today was the um, Morrow Archaeology and oh, yes, um, yes, Johnny yes. Appleseed. I think I heard about that on Morrowology Mar- here. Uh, what, what's yes. Morrowology? <laughs> it's us. <laughs> it's us. We are. Morology. Um Yeah, so that is on our page. I actually went into on Saturday here and I put a whole bunch of links out to all the events so that you can find them because, you know, it's you might have missed something or you might have said, oh, I want to follow up on that, but uh, you don't know where to go. Well, now you can go to our Facebook page and you can click on the link. Click on that link and it'll take you where you want to go to learn more about that event. And I'll keep updating that. It makes it easier uh, for me and for you. All right, Micamus, what might you have? Well, uh, one, it's a little bit in the future, but it's April 30th. Oh, my. Firefest. Woo! And what side are you looking at? Oh, I was looking at something else, but I did okay. see Firefest. This is under the uh, Chamber of Commerce. Um, April 30th at 12 p.m. I presume that's probably a Saturday uh, at the firehouse in Mount Gilead. Stoops Indian Bread, Real Deal Grill, uh, Jimmy B's Barbecue, Sprinkle Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery, 
Um, you can see some demonstrations of fire operations. Uh, 1 p.m., um, close before you doze campaign. 3 p.m., extrication. 5 p.m. Oh, they're going to actually show you how they extricate someone out of a vehicle. Yeah, I think they volunteered me for that. But uh, oh. Wait, uh. wait. Are they just going to put you in there, or are you going to have to wreck the car first? See, that would make oh, the big difference. Okay. That would make the big difference. Um, eight p or excuse me, five p.m. Uh, fire extinguishers. So you're going to learn about fire extinguishers. And you know, a lot of people don't know the proper way to use a fire extinguisher. Pass. Pass. Pull the pin. Aim the nozzle at the base of the fire, standing back uh-huh. three to five feet. Squeeze the trigger and then sweep side to side, left to right, aiming at the base of the fire. Not too fast. Not too slow. As a former school bus driver, I had learned that as well. So, see, folks, we are informative here. There you go. Um, there's going to be a cornhole tournament, fire truck displays, bounce houses, um, fire operation demonstrations, uh, food trucks, as I said earlier, a movie night, family-friendly movie following demonstrations, uh, cornhole tournaments, $20 per team, double elimination, registration begins at 10 a.m., uh, taste of Morrow County uh, gift basket raffle. So all this is going on at the Mount Gilead Fire Department um, at one municipal drive, Mount Gilead, Ohio. Yep, right there by the Duke. It is April 30th at starting at 12 p.m. Unless you want to get signed up for the cornhole tournament, that starts at 8 a.m. So registration begins, I should say. Oh, I was going to say, that's an early start for cornhole. <laughs> Some people have to drink all day before they can play cornhole. <laughs> Does that improve your aim? I doubt it. Okay. <laughs> so, Mike, also, uh, you know, I've talked about this, but it is f- officially upon us. It is Severe Weather Awareness Week. Oh, yes. Uh, for the United States and especially Ohio. And uh, starting on Sunday, the 20th, uh, preparedness, make a plan, always have a plan. You know, what are you, where are you, if you have to evacuate your house or say that your family is separated, say they're staying at a friend's house and you're at home and something happens, where are you going to meet up? Where are you going to, uh, what is your, um, reunification point? Uh, is it going to be, you know, the neighbor's house? Is it going to be, you know, whatever. And what if you have to put your kids out the window, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because the f- house is on fire, uh, and you tell them to go run or, you know, what if somebody breaks in your house and same thing, so, you know, where's that reunification point? Where do they do? Do they run to the neighbors? Do they run two, three houses down? Um, you know, what is that plan? What does that look like? Making sure that you have, um, at least, a gallon of water per person per day in the basement ready to go just in case there's a tornado and you oh, get stuck okay. in the basement yes. uh-huh. with some uh, canned foods. And don't forget that can opener. <laughs> Nothing would make you <laughs> more mad than not being able to get to some of that great canned food. But it'll last longer that way. It will, for sure, uh, unless you become a goat and eat the <laughs> eat the metal, right? Uh, Monday is severe storms. Uh, you know, be prepared for hail winds high winds speaking of high winds saturday here today we are getting uh some rain and it's coming down in sheets the rain is like yeah it's just kind of crazy flash flooding flash flooding is uh very dangerous remember folks if water is across the road do not drive through it 
Um, I know it's tempting. However, you don't know if the road has been washed out or how deep the road is. And I can tell you that uh, there are several roads around Morrow County where the culverts have started washing out because of the amount of rain. And you can see where they've dumped some stone in to try and stop it temporarily here. Uh, Tornadoes are the Wednesday, and that leads us to the statewide tornado drill, which is Wednesday, March 23rd. And the tornado sirens across the state will blare at 9.50 a.m. So don't forget to let your kids know um, that uh, they will probably be participating in schools. Uh, you know, that's one of the drills as well as fire drills that they are required to do. And then uh, Thursday, lightning. Mike, you know that you have a better shot of getting struck by lightning almost three times before you win the lottery. Really? Uh-huh. And 98.976% of stats are made up on the spot. That last one was made up on the spot. But the whole lightning thing, <laughs> the whole lightning thing, you are um, at least almost twice as twice as likely to. Um, and one out of two people in this room is gullible. So, yeah, well, anyway, <laughs> uh, you can, you know, get struck by lightning. Sometimes right. you'll get the uh, you'll get the hairs in the back of your neck. You'll feel them stand yes, up. Yes. And that's because you're getting charged. Um, so the clouds I've, have a I've charge. I felt that feeling yeah, when and, there's a strike of lightning. Yes. And, and you can feel that because the air is charged, and that's when you know opposites attract. And boom, that was a that was a song. Uh, opposites attract. Could have been. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then Friday is warning reception. Uh, making sure you have the app on your phone. There is a cool Red Cross app. I think it's called Tornado, and it can actually update you. Um, Based on where you are, if you tell it to watch you all the time, it can actually tell you. So if you go out of state or whatever, there's a thing called My Radar. There's the weather from the Weather Channel. Uh, gives you a whole bunch of things. Um, you can actually put in the zip codes that you're in uh, or that you want to monitor. Uh, there's just so many, so many cool and fun things. Uh, yeah, I told you. Opposites attract. Uh, thank you, Faye Rule. That was uh, science class, eighth grade. Let's see, when was that? 2000, no, 90, 99, 98, 98, 99, somewhere in there. Okay, could have been, I yeah, don't know. for me, yeah. I mean, I don't know where you were in 1998, but. <laughs> Definitely not in eighth grade science class. No, I was rule. not. Um, and then manufactured home safety is Saturday. That closes out the week. Um, you know, it is not safe at all to be in a, uh, a, a trailer or manufactured home during a tornado or high winds. Right. Uh, they can easily blow right off the foundation um, and, and and kill. It, it's very dangerous. So um, there also Morrow Morrow County has um, they have a uh, an it's actually a phone um, a phone app or a phone call list um, that you can get. It's called Morrow uh, Morrow County Emergency Alerts. It's a notification system. So oops, that's the I clicked on the wrong one, Mike. I actually just took us to Morrow County, Oregon. It's not where we want to be. It's called Code Red. Um, If you go to mcems.net, it will actually take you to the Morrow County EMS page. And in that page, um, there's a a Code Red system that you can sign up for uh, that will 
actually call you with some of the alerts and, and such uh, so that you can get that. There's a, a mobile app as well that you can download to get in there. Uh, but then this page also shares a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, Mike just wanted to share one last thing before we go here to the next um, thing on our list is that um, the Mount Gilead Fire Department is on the levy again um, to try and, and uh, get. And, you know, they actually just bought a new ladder truck um, used for them, but it is um, definitely a big benefit. And they got a whole bunch of grants recently to be able to get a new truck, and it cost very, very little to the to the village. Um, you had mentioned the Morrow County Hospital. I think we should share this as well. Um, as of yesterday, their phones were still down. I think they still are. Yep. And there's a temporary number, and I'll give that right now if you need to get a hold of the Morrow County Hospital. It's 419 566-9288. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, I need to get a hold of them this past week, and I called several times getting a busy signal, and then I saw on the sheriff's page that if you need to get a hold of the hospital, you dial this number. And I'll, I'll give the number again in case you are needing it, 419-566-9288. I don't know when the normal phone lines will be up. Yeah, so that's a problem with CenturyLink uh, okay. right now. Uh, and apparently it also is affecting um, the county offices right next door, I believe, McClellan's um, chiropractic right down in there. I think it's that, that area right there. Right. Uh, so I'm not real sure. But, yeah, that's that's a good call out. I'm glad you, you mentioned that. All right, Mike, is there anything else for this free and open session here? I think that's it for today. We covered quite a bit of ground. All right, well, you know what time it is. Time for uh, flash flashback. Okay. All right, Mike. Please tell us where we are. Okay. Well, we've been talking about the American Indians that have been in the Morrow County area in the past. Last week, we started talking about a man by the name of Tom Lyons, who was quite well known in the Morrow County area. And uh, I kind of left off in the middle of the story, and I was going to continue that today. Okay. So uh, what I'm uh, reading from is, lest we forget, that is a group of uh, uh, vignettes that was put together by Charles Mosier several years ago. So I'm going to pick up here. Um, we left off, poor old Tom left many friends. Okay. An account from Peru Township, then in Delaware County, confirms the fact that Tom Lyons was an old man when he traded with people in the white settlements. Um, Martha Mosier Harlan wrote the following account. She speaks of the Indian as Old Chief Tom Lyons and gives an example of his bartering habits. Excuse me. My father, Nathan N. Mosier, has a scalping knife in his possession that belonged to his grandfather, Asa Mosier, one of the first settlers in this part of the county. Tradition says that Tom Lyons, a Delaware Indian uh, chief, traded the knife to Asa Mosier for two bushels of meal and assured him that it has scalped heaps of white men. While George Beckley gave several versions of Tom's death, there was yet another legend concerning it. According to the Morrow County History of 1880, a white man named Russell confessed on his deathbed that he had killed the renegade Indian. In some way, his wife had incurred Lyon's displeasure, and he threatened to add her tongue to his collection. Correct. Whether Russell feared Lyon's would carry out his threat 
or merely used this as a pretext for putting him away is not clear in the story. Russell claimed he buried Lyons in a sinkhole in the swamp. No one knew what had happened to him. But in 1844, bones were found where Russell said he had buried the Indian. Excuse me. They ended up in the possession of a physician in Stark County. And there is still another story told of Lyons' death. Samuel Burgeon, Spurgeon excuse me, did not enjoy hearing Lyons boast of killing 100 white people. He met him one day in the woods and offered him the opportunity to make him his 100th victim. Lyons failed in his aim, and Spurgeon shot lightning through him and left, him, uh, left his body lying in the forest to be devoured by the wild animals. Varying accounts have been recorded regarding Tom Lyons' age and demise, but rarely regarding his character or attitude towards white people. These facts remain. He was very old, well-traveled and well-known, highly controversial, and often greatly feared. An Indian chief whose name is lost to history had become a friend of the white settlers in the 1820s. When passing through Morvan Township, later Cardington Township, he sometimes stopped at Robert Mosier's house on what is now Mosier Road. One such time was in the spring of the year when he was on his way south from the Sandusky Plains to see the governor about a matter of importance to the Indian community. He knew that here he could rest and perhaps have a meal. By the way, this is a different Indian. This is not Tom Lyons we're talking about now. Robert's wife, Edith Nichols, great-granddaughter of Jonathan Wood, observed at once, at once that, he, that the chief's white blanket was quite dirty. She insisted that he give it to her so she could wash it in Spring Creek north of the house. The chief was reluctant, but she reminded him that since he was going to see the governor of the state, he should look his best. When he saw the improved appearance of his blanket, he thanked Mrs. Mosier for laboring uh, her hard work. At, that, at this time, Robert was laid up with a festering sore on his foot that hadn't healed with his home remedies. The chief noticed the festering wound and told Robert he could cure it. Since Robert had suffered hours of anguish, he, has, he had scented. While conversation continued with Robert paying little attention to the guest intentions, the chief heated a poker in the roaring fireplace. When it was sufficiently hot, the chief, without warning, applied it to the ugly wound. Tradition has it that Robert Mosier, though a big man who had killed a large bobcat with his two bare hands, sprang to his feet yelping and hopping from, uh, about from pain. This delighted the chief. Barely able to compose himself, Robert asked the chief why he had done such a thing. He replied in a grave tone, Robert, I cannot heal your wound, but I know how to cure a burn. The red-hot poker drawn from the fireplace killed the infection in the grievous wound. The chief prescribed home remedies that in time would heal the burn. Robert Mosier wasn't entirely happy with the time the wound took to heal, but he would forever express his gratitude to the chief. For years after, he told his story of the effective but painful remedy. After the excitement died down, Edith Mosier insisted that their kind guest remain for the noonday meal, 
and the chief seemed ready to accept her offer. But suddenly, after watching the cook's activities for a time, he suddenly had a change of heart and insisted that he must depart to see the governor at once. Nothing the Mosiers said could, could persuade him to stay. As they discovered later, the Mosiers hadn't offended him. It was a chief's compassion that inspired his sudden departure. He stopped at a nearby cabin where he took a meal with another Quaker family. He explained that he would have eaten with the Mosiers, but he thought they must be very poor since Mrs. Mosier had gathered grass and put it in the steaming pot for their dinner. The chief didn't realize that in the spring of the year, dandelion greens were relished as side dish to accompany a meal. The two Quaker families would later exchange her stories and retell them repeatedly. After so many years, these stories may vary in detail, but one thing stands out. Indians, like the pale face, come in all sizes, shapes, and temperaments. Wow. I'm stuck on dandelion greens. I'm sorry. I love dandelion greens. Have you ever had them? I've never had them, but I can tell you, I hated it when I had a, I'll say a cousin, jam a dandelion in my mouth and make me <laughs> chew on it. That was nasty. So I, I can't even, I can't even. Ugh. Well, in dandelion flowers, if you pick them when they're fully ripe and fry them, they're quite tasty too. Um, I'll pass. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not even, not, uh, no, no way. All right, here's our first ad, Mike. Okay. Have you heard about Broom Sisters of Morrow County? It's a cleaning company run by local ladies. The Broom Sisters of Morrow County offers a fast cleaning service with low rates, specializing in, but not limited to, cobweb removal, potion cleanup, and cauldron scrubbing. You can find Broom Sisters of Morrow County on Facebook. Or you can call them at 740-262-5804. You can also email them at broomsisters88 at gmail.com. Join us for Freedom Fest Ohio, July 1st and 2nd, 2022 at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. Brought to you by Finley Entertainment. Celebrate freedom with the Nate Williams Band, Austin French, and headliner Crowder on July 1st, Friday night, starting at 6.30 p.m. Then on Saturday, July 2nd, join Scott Stevens, Heath Sanders, Rodney Atkins, and headliner Justin Moore. Tickets are on sale now. Visit FreedomFestOhio.com. Okay. Mike. Yes, sir. Okay. Do you know when that entered our vernacular? When what entered? Okay. Okay. No, I don't. Yes. Do you have the story? I've always wanted a story. Yeah, okay. Does it have to do with Oklahoma? Uh, no. Okay. But that is just an okay state. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. All right. In 1839, March 23rd, 1839, okay enters the national vernacular. On March 23rd, 1839, the initials O-K- are first published in the Boston Morning Post, meant as an abbreviation for All Correct, O-L-L-K-O-R-R-E-C-T, a popular slang misspelling of All Correct at the time. OK steadily made its way onto or into the everyday speech of Americans. I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. Um you know, I didn't. I didn't know that either, um, and I thought that was interesting. Um, do you remember um, a famous actress who was always known for being 
fashionably late and was fashionably late to her own funeral? Oh, I should know the answer to that question. This takes you back to 2011, March 23rd, 2011. Okay. Uh, did she host her own uh, talk show at one time? Um, I don't know. I don't know much about. Was one of her catchphrases, can we talk? I honestly don't know that one. Okay. <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, okay. That's not who I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Elizabeth Taylor died um, at age 79 due to congestive heart failure. Um, and it was a thing at her time where she actually showed up late in her casket to her funeral. Um, I do remember hearing about that. Um, let's see here. I also found that um, in the la- last week in history, um, the the Whig Party. Do you remember talking about that? The oh, Whig yes, Party. Yes, yes. So the Whig Party actually broke into two different groups: the Whigs. Mm-hmm. And who we now know as Republicans. Uh, they broke up two. Do you know why they broke up? I'm not sure. They were, uh, the Republicans that we know today, or you know, as of today, broke off of the Whigs because they did not support the spread of slavery into the West, the okay. expansion of the West. Um, and I found that on history.com. And there was one other thing here I wanted to share real quick. I, I'm just, I love this webpage. I get daily emails from them um, about all this uh, fun stuff. Um, in 1989, March 24th, Exxon Valdez. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Sure do. It crashes, causing one of the worst oil spills in history. And since then, I think we can honestly say that uh, we've had uh, some larger oil spills um, in there. Uh, you know, around since then. Um, in Great Britain, 1603, Queen Elizabeth I dies in 1603. Um, and then there's not been, uh, there wasn't too much for the 24th. Um, but there was one other thing here. Um, yes. March 26, 1953, American medical researcher Dr. Jonas Salk announces on national radio that he has successfully tested a vaccine against... Polio. Yes, poliomyelitis. Uh, yes. The virus that causes the crippling disease, polio. Did you have to have that uh, vaccination? No. I did. I think you might still be able to see part of the scar on my arm. Yeah, uh, because they have, uh, well, at least they've, they've not eradicated it, uh, but it is not something that we're worried about here in the United States. Um, so they don't give that. When I was growing up, there were still, uh, of course, I went to Mount Gilead School, there were at least two people I can remember that, did have polio, uh, had to wear a leg brace, that sort of thing. I worked with a guy who um, his his spine was as crooked as a question mark. Um, and I tell you what, he easily could have um, taken disability. Mm-hmm. You know, he worked until the week he died. And he was, he was in his 60s. Uh, he ended up falling um, and uh, suffered a... Uh, a heart attack after that. It was just sad. Such a great guy. I would not have gotten, he was one of two who got me through my medical lab school. Cause if it hadn't been for those two, I probably would have quit. Cause it was, it was difficult. Um, let's see here. Oh, in 1997, heaven's gate cult members were found dead. I, I vaguely remember hearing about that on the news. I actually can tell you about where, uh, where I was when I heard about that. I can remember we were, sitting there watching the evening news um, 
when I heard about that. And then here's something in uh, 1912, March 27th, Japanese cherry trees were planted along the Potomac. Potomac. Yep, in 1912. I thought that was kind of interesting as well. So, um, let's see here. I think that's I think that's pretty much it. There's not much uh, going on. Uh, did you, by chance, do the uh, the uh, bracket, the NCAA? No, 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 no. Bracket, no. I didn't either. But apparently, <laughs> there's like very, very, very few, like maybe three or four, that are even accurate now because of you know. I d- I never do that thing. So, all right. Anything else for the history piece? No more. Let's go back. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mikeimus. I know you've got something to tell us about the Historical Society. I know you do. Well, uh, April second. No, one, two. Oh, hang oh. On. yeah. I keep that. looking at that calendar. <laughs> April second, I believe, is the first Sunday in April. Um, I don't know what other month it would be in, being April second. April second is it's a Saturday. Okay, so April third will be the first day that the uh, History Center will be open for the season. And it will open from 2 to 4. It's March, and the calendar is now set to April. Hey, <laughs> you're you're ahead there. That's fine. Yeah, but it was still set on January until just a minute ago. We just skipped all over uh, uh, oh, February, you, yes. It's just, it's just not right. I'm so confused. But anyhow, uh, there will be some new displays in there. One of them is a sports display that will have some memorabilia from uh, local sports teams, as well as folks who have gone on to national uh, notoriety in sports. And again, starting April 3rd, Sunday afternoons, 2 to 4, the Morrow um, County History Center will be open. Um, It's your other job, Mike. (laughs) One of your other jobs, right? I forgot where it was. But it's at 17 uh, West High Street. Uh, formerly First Knox National Bank. Right across the street from the Capitol Theater. Right across the street from the Capitol Theater. Yep. So um, that I, I'm pretty interested. So I know a little bit about Tim Belcher. I don't know a lot. We don't um, have a lot, but we have a few items from Tim, yes. And then I don't think I know anybody else, or know of anybody else, I should say. There was a baseball player back in the, uh, I think it was late 1800s, um, I cannot pronounce his name off the top of my head, but uh, he, he went national. Um, there were some others as well, but that's why you need to come and see the display. Well, of course. But first, we have this ad. Oh, can you hear that? Ooh. On the come beach. Come on. On the beach. The Sweet Delilah Swim Club, presented by Mara Little Theater, directed by Angela Powell. Cast includes Aaron Kelty, Deb Knichley, Bethany Barton, Grace Walker, and Jamie Zeger. These five Southern Bells meet in college after joining the swim team. They stay friends after graduation and set aside one weekend annually to get together on the beach and share their lives. Without husbands, kids, and jobs, they catch up and will have you in stitches as the telling of their tales ensues. This show will make a great ladies' night out. Stop by one of the fantastic Morrow County local great restaurants. And the show dates are March 25th through the 27th at the Capitol Theater in Mount Gilead. Visit marlittletheater.org for ticket details today. And Mike, those uh, tickets are they are selling quickly. Uh, they We've sold quite a few in the last uh, three days. 
So I hope it uh, goes well. And Mike, I just wanted to share one last thing. Okay. Um, Mara County Chamber of Commerce. Did you know that you can become a member? You can be a friend of the chamber without actually owning a business. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, you can be a friend um, of the chamber. But if you have a business, why not join? Some of the membership benefits are access to information. So you can always reach out and say, hey, do we have anybody in the county who does this? If you want to keep stuff local. Um, advertising, there's tons of opportunities for you to advertise. They also have an annual dinner. I went to that last year. No. Yeah, last year. Mm-hmm. The, it was the, uh, November? Was it November? Or December? I think it was November. Okay. Uh, Denim and Diamonds was that theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have that annual dinner. It's a great opportunity to network and, and talk with other business owners around town. Then they also have Business After Hours, which, which is just a casual networking event You know, to get you in contact with people. That'll be fun. Um, they have a golf outing and many other events. Let me tell you, Angela is like a professional um, event planner now. That's what she does. Um, involvement opportunities, so you can uh, you can you know help the the community. Um, you know we're always they're always looking for volunteers to help do stuff in the community. Uh, professional development, yes, you can get professional development help and education for you and your employees through the Chamber of Commerce. They also have monthly luncheons, which are opportunities where they um, get you together with people. You have you know some good uh, have a good meal have conversation. They also try to plug in either an inspirational talk or an educational talk during that time as well. Uh, they have, you know, power breakfasts and luncheons uh, throughout the month. They do a uh, chamber chat at like 7 o'clock in the morning before, you know, you have to go into the office. You can go have a cup of coffee on them and uh, chat. Sometimes she can get, uh, Angela's able to get, uh, like Reardon McLean was there. Uh, Pat Bood has been there. Um, you know, sometimes she's able to get, uh, Jamie Brucker was also, uh, able there to be there once. So they do ribbon cuttings. If you have a new business, uh, they'll do that, you know, with the ridiculously large scissors and an actual ribbon, they'll do that. Um, did you know you can get, uh, discounted health insurance through them? I did not For your business? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Um, and then they feature, uh, members. So throughout the year, they actually will pick some of the members and they'll do specials on them and highlight them, uh, around some of the, the businesses around the County. Um, lots of cool things, not just businesses, but organizations as well. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, like Mar little theater and I'm sure the historical society is also a part of, and we are organizations, not businesses, but we run like a business. Anyway, yeah, uh, visit morrowchamber.com and uh, you can figure out all that information there. It, uh, it has a ton of information there uh, that they give out uh, routinely. And uh, you can see those ridiculously large pair of scissors as they've done many ribbon cuttings. So, again, that is morrowchamber.com for the Morrow County Chamber of Commerce. All right, Mike, anything else? I mean, we are officially... At uh, 46 and a half minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, time well, I did want to tell you about my pet tree. Oh, no. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's a lot like a pet dog, but the uh, bark is quieter. All right, folks. <laughs> and did you know? This comes I'm so straight, sorry. <laughs> this comes straight from Africa. Male lions will often eat other lions when they are starving. They have to swallow their pride. All right, folks, until next week, see you later. Bye.